Maybe we could put a link to that commercial in our show notes. I wouldn't know how to do that. Well, I mean, okay, I was going to explain it to you. (laughs) Well, you see, there's the thing on the computer, and it's called the internet. Oh, my gosh. And you look up anything, and it's basically there. Oh, my gosh. So then you right-click on the thing that you want, you copy it. But where do the people on the internet live? In the internet. Oh, in my computer? Yes, in your computer. They're so flat. With you, the sun is shining 24-7. Cause when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven. If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars. I know I can lean on you. Welcome to episode 15 of Delete This History, a podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers. We're your hosts, Bria Brown. I'm Kara Birch. Hello, Kara. Yo, your sweater is so cute. Oh, thank you. I love it. It's my husband's. I love a zipper and a, in the. Yeah. It's just a. It's, it's a, really scratching all my itches yeah, in terms of sweaters. It's a man sweater. It doesn't look like it though. You make and, it look um, very no feminine. Thanks. I had a real bad attitude this week. You were a little grumpy. You know how life sometimes just beats you down. I know. I have a PSA for some drivers. Oh. Let's hear it. When there's a city bus stopped, and there's two two lanes. You know, like a four-lane road, but two lanes on one side. And there's a city bus stopped in one of the lanes because they're at a bus stop Mm -hmm. picking up or letting people off. You have to stop behind the city bus. You can't just swerve to go around the city bus and not care about who else is in the left lane. I had two people just on my way to work. On Thursday, almost hit me. Oh, geez. Because they just like, were like, oh, I'm not going to wait behind this bus while it does its thing. And they just swerved out into my lane while I was passing. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? The second dude, it was like downtown. You know how tight it is Mm -hmm. through there. I had to lay on my horn. I mean, lay on it. And people drive way too fast through downtown. Yes. I cannot believe there aren't more accidents or pedestrian yeah. pedestrians hit down there. I mean, it's a one-way street. They fly down there. There's nowhere to swerve. Yeah. Because it's just like... You're boxed in. Yeah. It's downtown. Right. <sighs> people beat them. They, they so do. anyway, that did oh. not help my mood. Yeah. At all. I'm sure. The sun is helping my mood, though. It is very shiny and bright today. It is a beautiful sunny day. I fixed my Android Auto for reels this week. And it's working okay? Yes. Have you tried to use the map? Yes. Yay! It all works. You really are a tech guru. I mean, listeners probably think it's been working this whole time because I never gave any update that it was not working again. That's Because I was ashamed. True. I was like, oh, man, I, I bragged about how I fixed it. <laughs> and I was kind of embarrassed about that, that it wasn't really fixed. But it's not your fault. It was a thing where you had to go into certain settings, tap something seven times to turn it into developer mode. I am not even kidding you. It was like, tap this seven times, turn around in a circle, do a blood oath. I mean... <laughs> was the weirdest so now you you've performed a blood oath to google i have oh no mm-hmm. time and will only tell what that means i hate to tell caleb but they've got my firstborn child <laughs> <laughs> he's screwed you heard it here first <laughs> um yeah i was like who could ever know this the person who answered on this forum mm-hmm had to have been some kind of a developer yeah, for Android to give that advice. And everybody on the forum was like, oh, my gosh, thank God. Thank you. Thank you so much. That worked. Well, hey, so Google. many people are having a problem with it. Like, has, Google, send out an effing message. Has anyone told Google to read this forum? <laughs> I don't know. That's anyway, what I'm wondering. It, it worked. If anybody else is having problems... With Android Auto working with their cars, let me know. I'll hook you up. Yeah. Contact Bria through our DMs, social yeah. media stuff. Or, ju- you know, delete this history podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Sweet. Do it. I'll, I'll help you. That's awesome. Um, Congratulations. Man, that was great. 
But enough about me. How mm-hmm. about you? Oh, what's been going on this week? I don't even know. <laughs> Still got family stuff going on, so that's yeah. taking up a lot of time. You have your family Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah, my side of the family. My mm-hmm. parents, we're going to go over there and eat a lot of food. What are you making? Well, okay. Because we've got so much family stuff going on, uh, my mom volunteered to make the thing I always make, mm-hmm. which is deviled eggs. I'm the deviled egg family member. Yes, but you make such good deviled eggs. That's I do. Why. I've gotten really good at it. But she said, don't worry about it because everything is just so up in the air. Like, we may have to drop everything and yes, go to the hospital. But So mom's going to go ahead and make deviled eggs. However, I felt really bad about not taking anything because I think we're going to be able to go. The plan is to go. So... I'm, I bought all the crap to make Rice Krispie treats. Okay. Because that's so easy and so fast. I can do that in like 10 minutes flat. Yeah. So I'll be able to show up with something. And who doesn't like Rice Krispie treats? Everybody loves Rice Krispie <gasps> treats. I mean, Every time I make those, I think, oh, my word, why don't I make these more often? I know. And it's probably a good thing you don't make them more often. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you, you know, the tray is gone in like oh, two man. days. They're so easy to make and so delicious. Nom, 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 nom. What else do you want to talk about? Mm, I got nothing. Okay. Well, that's probably okay because we're not here to bitch about bad drivers mm-hmm. or bad tech. Crazy weeks. We are here to share our internet search histories. Yes, we are. And we do that with... The reading of the lists. Correct. I get to go first. Episode 15, girl. I know. This is the segment where we tell you our top five most interesting, funniest, most successful searches of the week in list form. My list for this week is Doc Martin patient names, disorder resulting in wide open crazy eyes, (laughs) (laughs) slash runaway bride. (laughs) Number three, Teddy Roosevelt, young pictures, slash hot historical figures. Number four, bones used in sugar refining. Number five, the better. <laughs> Thank you. I think you may have just ruined sugar for me for the rest of my life. I'll fix it for you later. Okay, good. Okay. Ooh. Number five, the Better Angels Society. Okay. I only have four this week. Okay. Number one. Call the Midwife Christmas Special slash Season 6 of The Crown. Number two, Major League Baseball Pitch Clock. Number three, what is Clamato or Clamato? You say Clamato, I say Clamato. Exactly. Which way is it? I don't know. Number four, Olympia Dukakis. Now it's time to play a little game we like to call Search Me. Where we each pose one question to each other and see if we can answer based only on the reading of the list. Kara? Yes, yes, yes. Today you're playing for... Mm. Oh! This Kansas City Chiefs pouch. (laughs) I love it. I could put candy in that. You could put candy. You could put cables. Oh, cables is a good idea. You could put makeup. Mm Mm-hmm. You could put... You could put anything in there. Lots could, of different things. I could put my weed in there. You, It's a perfect <laughs> weed bag. Gummy bag? Your gummies would fit it's perfectly so, in there. Oh, yes. All right. Okay. I'm going to put it right here All right. to inspire me to get this question right. Okie dokie. Here we go. Your question is, which search this week resulted in absolute horror on my part and almost made me swear off one of my favorite food groups? Oh, well, it's probably the same thing I did. Okay, let me, I'm going to read through these. I I mean, it's got to be bones used in sugar refining. You're correct. (laughs) I hope this has a happy ending. Um, Bones. Does it? Oh my gosh, seriously? Okay, this is super gross. Let's, but. uh, I'm very interested. I was watching The American Buffalo by Ken Burns. (gasps) Yes. It's excellent, by the way. I don't know if it's four hours worth of (laughs) excellent (laughs) tuned in watching. I did doze off a little bit. (laughs) But you doze off a lot when you watch stuff. It was a lot of buffalo watching. Four hours is a lot. (laughs) Let's just say that. Okay. So they were talking about how people had come in and hunted the buffalo to near extinction. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, like real, real close. And they were talking about the piles and mounds of buffalo bones mm. everywhere. Just, yeah. I mean, first of all, the waste. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the Native Americans, when they would kill a buffalo or several buffalo, it was for hides, it was for the meat, it was for the fat, it was, I mean, they used everything. Mm-hmm. Every single piece of that animal they used. And the buffalo hunters that came in, basically all they cared about was the hide. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about anything else. Yeah. So then these carcasses were just left to rot on the prairies, and then there would just be bones, and I mean, just stacks of bones. And they showed this picture of this mound of bones, like at a, like at a train station, and they said they were shipping them off to sugar refineries to use as bone char in the sugar refining process. And I thought, Mm-mm. please tell me that's not a thing, but it is. Still. Still today. Oh. So white sugar made from sugar cane is sometimes refined and made white using animal bones. Burnt, like charred. I don't know. I don't even know how this works. They skimmed over it. And then I read a little bit about it online. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't really want to get too deep into it because that's disgusting. And, I mean, I'm not a vegan. And I don't like to think too much about the animal products and food. Jello. Has yeah. never been the same for me, uh, right? Since I was a teenager, and I found out what makes mm-hmm, Jello. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like to know how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this makes me crazy. Why? 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 And who thought of this? Oh my gosh, that was my next question. Oh, okay. Who discovered this? Yeah, I gotta. I have so many questions. Who said? I know what we can do. <laughs> This sugar's too brown. I know how we... Like, first of all, who decided that was necessary? Right. Why does it have to be white? I don't know. And then why do we still do it? Yes. Because it is true. It is still done. Okay. With sugar made with cane sugar. That's how they refine it. They use bone char is what they call it. Now, for what it's worth... The chemical compounds have supposedly broken down to the point that there are no animal byproducts by the time the sugar is sold. That's why they don't have to put it on the labels. That's why they don't have to say anything about it because it's not part of the end product. It literally just bleaches the sugar. Now, you can get around this if this bothers you like it bothers me. (laughs) You can get around this by buying raw sugar, Uh which is the brown Sure. Sugar. Or white sugar made from sugar beets. Sugar beet, sugar beet, beet. Thank you, Sesame Street. Yep. So you just have to read the label and see if it's made from cane sugar. Okay. Or sugar cane or sugar beets. So sugar beets, no bone char necessary. (sighs) Guess what? Sugar cane, no bone char necessary for you either. Not necessary. I don't understand. So is it just a cheap way of... I don't understand. I don't... I have so many I questions. I don't either. And I was just like, I just can't. I can't. Wow. I can't go any Well, you know what? You've gotten all of us this far. We can pick it up from here and yeah, do just some look it up deeper and, dives and, and ruin our life. Yeah, if you want to. The thing is, they're not killing animals in order to do this. Right. And That's what, another thing. What animals are they using? In any kind of slaughtering or whatever, you're going to have bones. Yes. Yeah, so, so they're just using bones that that would be used for gelatin or... So the sugar industry is next door to the beef industry. And they're like, hey, Bob, can you run next door and give us a pile of bones? <laughs> I don't even think it has... It doesn't getting have to low. be beef. I mean, because they were using buffalo bones. Oh, good point. So it doesn't have to be cow or whatever. But they're basically just using trash. Wow. You know what's really stuck in my brain right now? What? My peanut M&Ms. They're tainted now. Well, they have a lot of sugar in them, but who knows if they use refined sugar? Yes, exactly. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing. They don't have to tell us. Wow. You've broken this wide open. I'm sorry. Most of the time, I'm just like, let me just shove this in my mouth. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. Wow. Gross. Wow. Unbelievable. You know what? Jello is still going strong, and everybody pretty much knows about that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really see sugar going anywhere. Yeah. Hot dogs, people still eat them. 
you know, including me. Oh. All recipes, Google discussions, bone char, sucrose. Those were my sources. All right. So what do you have for me? Okay, girl. You are so lucky. Lucky girl. Today in this brown bag. Yeah. <laughs> you're playing for. Oh, good sounds. A variety. How did I word this? It's a bag of hair products oh. that you or someone in your household might like to use. Oh, my goodness. All my kids love <laughs> your, your cast-off hair products. All of these have either been used once or twice, yeah. so they're practically new. Excellent. This one I think you will take. Ba-boom. Oh, I do love the Dove Dry Shampoo. Dry Shampoo. Mm-hmm. This, um, I'm, I think I'm either allergic to it or something like it does weird stuff to my hair, yeah. and then I pay for it later. It does weird things to your scalp, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, you're you're a delicate flower. I'm a delicate flower, mm-hmm. so I it either has to be like that sh- just straight-up shake-on powder, uh-huh. or I found that the one that you told me about, it's, it works fine. It doesn't yes, bother me. the Can't, British one. I Batiste. It, yes, Batiste. Yeah. That's right. That's good stuff. Yes. So you don't get any of that. I'm keeping that myself. Yeah, that's the stuff I use the, most of the time. The rest of this is either... The Aussie brand, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, Jackie will love that. So this is, and most of this is like curl stuff. Because what I was trying to do was wash my hair uh-huh. and then do an air dry. Just yeah. I was just so sick of using the hair dryer and the straightener. I'm yeah. sick of it. <laughs> I can't just let my hair air dry with products in it. It looks worse than if I just don't do anything. Is it like my hair's wet? No, it's not. Or is it just frizzy? Sometimes it's just mostly frizzy. Sometimes it's my hair's wet. No, it's not. But then it just, it just pulls it all down and I look like a wet baby rat most of the time. <laughs> so, so does it make your hair like greasy? It just um, it makes it, it down. heavy. Cause you have such thin hair. It's so thin. And fine hair. Yes. So it weighs it down too much. Okay. Uh, and then it makes it super stringy. And so mm-hmm. I just look like a witch. Anytime I use hair products, I look like a witch. There are seven products in here. That is a sweet grab bag yeah. of products. If What's you can my answer question? this question. All right. Pull up my searches. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Which of my searches took place while having coffee with Hopper this week and discussing two shades of pink called Blush and Bashful? Olympia Dukakis. (laughs) The way you said it, that's how I knew. Thank goodness. (laughs) That's correct. Did you guys talk about... um, Oh, Steel magnolia. Steel magnolias. Yes. Somehow we got on the topic of that. I think Hopper said she needed to watch Steel Magnolias, and I said, oh, "I watched it last week." Did you really? Yeah, I did. Oh, that that movie makes me cry oh, so hard. It's such a tearjerker, but it's also so funny. It is funny. And so then we got to talking about her colors at her wedding, and mm-hmm. then we got to talking about who our favorite character was. And at first, I said Weezer. And then I was like, then I remembered Olympia Dukakis, and I'm like, oh, I love Olympia Dukakis. Like, everything I see her Mm -hmm. in, she's just so good. It's funny. I used to think, like, you know, when I was younger and I watched Steel Magnolias, Mm -hmm. I used to think Weezer was so mean. Yes. And now the older I get, I'm like, I'm Weezer. I know. You are Weezer. No, I mean, (laughs) me too. Oh, I have a question for you about that. If I had only known that that's who I was going to be when I became an older person. But she has a heart of gold. She really does, but she's very impatient with people, and I, I totally can relate with that. How would you spell Weezer? I learned something today well, in my searches. Well, I would searches. spell it like the group, the band, W-E-E-Z-E-R. Same. But it's not. No. No? Because her name... Her character's real name is Louisa. Right. And apparently Weezer is a nickname O-U-I-Z-E-R. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Her last name's Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Louisa Bordeaux. I searched Olympia because I asked Hopper if she was still alive. No, she's not. She's not alive. She died A long time ago. No, it was May 1st of 2021. What? Yeah. I had killed her off like, I don't know, 20 years ago. You kill off a lot of people. I do kill off people all the time mm-hmm, in my brain. Mm-hmm. She was 89. She died in New York City. Mm. I'm just going to do a really quick rundown of her because she's an interesting cat. But I'm not going to cover everything because being 89, she had a full life. 
She was very active, too, and busy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many movies. Her parents were Greek immigrants. She was an excellent athlete and academic. She was a three-time New England fencing champion. Hmm. She attended Boston University, where she majored in physical therapy and treated patients with polio at the height of the epidemic. Oh. She later returned to Boston University and earned a master's degree in performing arts. And that's when she began her career on the stage. And she was in plays for a long time before she got into film. And her last time she was on stage was actually in 2003. So she continued to do plays even though she became a film actor. That was her first love. She won an Oscar and a Golden Globe for Moonstruck. I loved her in that. Mm -hmm. And she was in so many other films. I'm not going to list them. Y'all just have to look it up yourself. She was in a lot of And she was such a chameleon. Like, they would have her be Greek in one film. And then she would be Jewish in another film. And, like, all. Yeah. They made her do all kinds of stuff. And she was good with accents. And she pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah, she was very good at accents. She published an autobiography called Ask Me Again Tomorrow, A Life in Progress, which I bought on Amazon and plan to read. Oh, nice. In 2019, or 2018, a documentary about her life and career was screened at the DOC NYC Film Festival. Her last screen performance was in 2021 in a film called Not to Forget. My sources were IMDb, Wikipedia, and Hopper. <laughs> Good job, Hopper. <laughs> Speaking of friends. Yeah. We've been friends a very long time. A very long time. How long? Like 20 years. That's called history. History. So how about sharing some other types of history? Like maybe our internet search history for the week? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to stick with Ken Burns, the American Buffalo. Oh, okay. Something a little less disgusting. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And it's not really even about that movie. Okay. I noticed that, you know, when they talk about this documentary is brought to you by, they mentioned the Better Angel Society. Oh. And I thought, what's that? This is the main group that helped make American Buffalo, like funded it, along with viewers like you, of course. Yes. Just like me. (laughs) That always makes me feel good when PBS (laughs) says that to me. Anyway, the Better Angel Society is kind of a big deal. According to their website, they're the, quote preeminent organization supporting American history documentary filmmakers, advancing the use of their body of work to promote civic engagement and educate generations of students and lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that is a mission statement mm-hmm. right there. And those lifelong learners would be us. Us. And our listeners. Yes. Just think of how much we've learned already today. It's mind-boggling. But it's a nonprofit organization that gives out awards and grants and such to make documentaries about history. But it also participates in community outreach and restoration projects. Hmm. You can go to their website, which is thebetterangelsociety.org, where you can donate. But you can also look at all their different projects. And they do restoration projects of, like, historical monuments and buildings and sites and things like that. That's cool. The 2023 winner of the Library of Congress, Levine slash Ken Burns Prize for Film, one of the Society's yearly film prizes, is Drop Dead City, New York on the Brink in 1975, which was directed by Peter Yost and Michael Rohan. Hayton, sorry, Michael, (laughs) which takes a look at the fiscal crisis of 1975 that brought New York City to the brink of bankruptcy. Oh, that sounds interesting. Does it? It doesn't sound interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch that. I read it and I was like, hmm, well, I'm sure lots of other people would find that interesting. (laughs) But (laughs) it has some real buzzwords in there for me that kind of just turned me off. Such as? Fiscal. Yes. Bankruptcy. Yeah. Not all that interesting to me, personally. But anyway, it's not all about me. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it's done well. It won a $200,000 prize. Wow. So that's no small change. Mm. And then the runner-up was $50,000. And this year, it went to The Disappearance of Miss Scott, which was directed by Nicole London, and tells the story of Hazel Scott, a victim of the Red Scare. 
Oh. She was a jazz singer, a Hollywood starlet, and something else. Oh, a civil rights activist. Okay. And she was incorrectly and unjustly accused of being a communist. I bet you would watch that one. That is interesting to me. Female director, too. Yes. Love it. That's really interesting. This prize recognizes late-stage documentaries that use original research and compelling narrative to tell stories that bring American history to life using archival materials, which is very, That's cool. very interesting to me. Again, thebetterangelsociety.org is the website if you want to check them out. Nice. I love history, and I love documentaries. Same. All right, my first search is something else that you and I love and share and it is British television. Mm. I was curious because I knew we're coming up on the time of year that the midwife Christmas special had to be coming up soon. Yes. And I always miss it. Well, aren't you like five seasons behind no, on that show? Not quite. I think I'm still finishing up season 11. So I need to finish 11 and finish 12 because 13 is what's coming up. Okay. So I'm, I'm close. You're... You're almost caught up with me, because I'm not done with season okay. 12, I don't think. Well, I can tell you that the Christmas special yeah. for this year will be November 25th. Like, it's around the corner, baby. It's during, next week. That's next week. Yeah, during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We'll see you. Thanksgiving week. <laughs> Kara's already been in the Manischewitz one. <laughs> Thanksgiving week. I got really excited and my mouth couldn't move as fast nope. as my brain. So just putting that on your radar. So, you know, that kicks off the next season kind mm-hmm. of. And so then the first episode of season 13 of this amazing series will be March 17th in the U.S. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then you got to wait. Yes, you do. Months. It starts in January in Britain. Yeah. But then they delay on. So you got to wait till March. Before you go on. Yeah. Tell listeners who might not know, what is called The Midwife? Oh, well, it's based off a trilogy of books written by Jennifer Wirth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's all about London. Was it East London? I believe so. Kind of in the slums-ish. In the late 50s, early 60s. I thought it was early 50s okay maybe it was that it probably is it probably is early and now 50s. they're into the 60s they're in the 60s now yeah but it's just about midwives and their jobs and what they went through mm-hmm. and how they live they work and live with some nuns yes catholic nuns at uh, Nanatis house are there nuns that aren't catholic yeah i'm pretty sure i thought nunnery was just a catholic thing well now now i have something to search okay are there any nuns that aren't Catholic? Yes. So they all live in this big house together, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a very, it's such a sweet show. Now, you cry every single episode, because mm-hmm. something terrible happens, or something very endearing happens. Heartwarming. Yes, or, very heartwarming. Or just, oh my gosh, there's just so many things. It's and, just one of those shows that just tugs at your heartstrings, yes. but it's not sentimental or sappy. Right, and it's very real with the the problems that they experienced yeah. and the things that they're working through and the discoveries that they're making about certain drugs that they were giving all pregnant women yes. and the outcomes. And it's just a really fascinating show that has is so character-driven and um, it's just so good. Yeah, the acting is, is good. It's and a great show. So anyway, that's beginning soon. And IMDb thinks a contract for two oh. more seasons have been... Agreed upon because they're saying season 16 will come out in 2026. I'm telling you, that, that show's got to be a moneymaker. It has to be. It has to be. Everybody loves it. I mean, I keep watching it. So, yeah, and you don't even like babies. I don't. I don't <laughs> like childbirth. I don't like, in fact, sometimes I fast forward through the childbirth part because I'm just like, I don't, I don't need to hear the screaming. I don't need to see the <laughs> stuff. Let's just fast forward and get to, oh, there's the baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like babies. The baby's really cute, but it's when all the stuff, the liquids come out of them and the, the screaming it's begins. It's very realistic. They're so cute when they sleep. Aren't they are really cute when they're, when they're silent. <laughs> or when they're happy and awake and they're just looking at you and oh, yeah. they're little. That's about 1% of fingers. the time. I know, which is why I don't have any. 
All right. The next thing is I wanted to know when The Crown, because I am jonesing for The Crown. Man, I love that show. And guess what? The first four episodes of season six are already available. Are Netflix, they? it's out there. How did they bury that lead? Squee! I don't know. So I went, I just searched it and they're like, blah, blah, blah. The first four are already out there and the rest of the season's going to drop December 14th. So as of December 14th, you can watch the final season of The Crown. It's the final season. It's it. This is it. Uh, it begins in 1997, eight weeks before Diana dies. Oh, crap. Yep. This is going to be an intense It's going to be a rough season. And I'm curious. I didn't want to do too much searching because I don't want to spoil anything for myself. But I'm curious if they're going to end this with the queen's death. If they're going to go, if that's why they're calling this the last season, like, are they just going to, because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. They've been following her. Right, right. So I'm making an assumption here. I'm um, anticipating. That is a long time to I cover, know. though. I know it is. That's like 20-something years. So we'll see. I- I'm going to be curious as to how they wrap this up. They typically don't cover that long of a period in one no, season. No, but I feel like last season they really jumped ahead a lot, too. Was it last season or maybe the season before? One, Between When Diana seasons. showed up, yeah. it they fast-forwarded through a lot of stuff. Yeah, well. Anyway. I don't think they wanted to get into the nitty-gritty of some things. I wouldn't blame them. That actress who played Diana. Oh, my gosh, I know. It was creepy. The first one, the first one or the second one? Because the first one, when she was super young, I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. That and... Her. That's who I'm talking yes. about. Yeah. You know, did you ever end up watching um, the Kristen Stewart Diana movie? No. No, I did not. You should watch it. I, everybody says that, and I just don't know if I can. I have watched it twice. I liked it so much. Okay. <laughs> Just take a shot of vodka. Oh, my gosh. I was just going to say, maybe someday when I'm really drunk and I'm having a bad day, (laughs) I'll just watch it. She's just not my favorite actress. Me neither. Absolutely. I just don't care. I don't care to watch anything that she's in, but I like the subject British royalty enough. It's interesting enough. I was like, I'll give it a shot. It's so, it is really good. Anyway. Um, So watch for The Crown. December 14th, you can binge the whole thing. Excellent. Now, my sources were IMDb, The New York Times, and Town and Country Online Magazine. Oh, excellent. My next search is Teddy Roosevelt Young Pictures (laughs) slash Hot Historical Figures. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. I was watching... The American Buffalo. And they flashed an intriguing picture of Mr. Teddy Roosevelt in his early 20s. <laughs> and I have to say, growl. <laughs> I mean, I have never seen pictures of him from then, I guess. Oh, my gosh. He was like, yeah. When you say he was in his 20s? I didn't look at the date on it or... I would guess so. Because I sent it to Kara, of course, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this hottie. It was so random. Just all of a sudden, I got this text message. Teddy Roosevelt was such a hottie when he was younger. Well, I have history. Okay. I have history with historical <laughs> figures and seeing pictures of them when they're younger and being like, look at this hottie. Oh. Most of the time, it's the actors playing yes. the historical figures. Thomas Jefferson from John like, Adams. Like Stephen Delane playing <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson in real life, never really a hottie. <laughs> what? But they picked a real good actor for him and uh, John Adams. Yeah, yeah. But what happened to Teddy Roosevelt? (laughs) That he went from that to bully. I mean, what the heck with his monocle and I guess war and personal loss and being the president. I guess that kind of ages you. I was going to say the presidency probably didn't help much. (sighs) But dang. Just saying. Anyway, so that got me to thinking about other historical figures or celebrities who we may only think of as older, because mm-hmm. that's when they became prominent or whatever. Yes. Or evil. <laughs> <laughs> but were hot when they were young. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Oh, wait. I have a kind of a statement to make before I, I give you this list, because right. this is all just superficial. This is all just wh- how they look. <laughs> This is not an endorsement of any 
anyone's politics or anything these people did during their lives, some of them are super problematic people. We're going on looks here. Yeah, that they were attractive. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Absolutely. Here's my list. Joe Biden. Oh, yeah? Look up some young pictures of him. Okay. John McCain. Mm-hmm. Harry Houdini. Oh. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson. Oh. Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. Frederick Douglass. Okay. All we ever see of him is the crazy wild hair picture. The, you yes. know what picture I'm talking about. I 100% know. Younger pictures of him. He is really cute. He's a cutie. Jack Kerouac. Okay. Almanzo Wilder. Oh, no arguments there. I knew that you would love that one, but he really was hot when I he was younger. Was. He was hotter than the actor who played him on Little House on the Prairie. Oh. He was, he was much How more handsome. How is that even possible? I don't know. Ernest Hemingway. Yes, I've seen young pictures of him, and I would agree with you oh there. Oh, my goodness. Yes, he was attractive. Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, little Ulysses action. Thomas Edison. Okay. Johannes Brahms. Yeah. Rock star of his day, let me tell you. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. Yes. Joseph Stalin. He was good looking. He was, but he he was evil. Okay. Also, this is a very white male list. These were people, first of all, who had the money and the influence to have their portraits made mm-hmm. and their pictures taken. Mm-hmm. Also, I am a cis hetero woman. And yep. so that's why the list is male. Makes sense. But feel free to send us your list of hot historical figures. I have one. Oh, he's not historical. Never mind. Well, who? <laughs> when you said Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. you know who popped in my head? I know. Idris Elba. Oh, yes. I just heard a song of his on the way here today. So I've kind of got Idris on my brain. A song of his? Heck yeah. He sings songs? Maybe you should search this for next week. He was a DJ for a long time. Okay. So he's got some songs out there that he sings, and one of them is really good. It's very recent. Okay. Well, that's shocking to me. I also don't typically like um, evil dictators, but Joseph Stalin made my list. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My sources were Ranker, Brightside, HistoryCollection.com, American Battlefield Trust, and Reddit. Lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) (laughs) all right you know how last week we really talked about keith hernandez a lot and baseball yes Yes. it got me thinking about the pitching clock that we discussed all right so i just looked up the rules because i just know enough to be dangerous and spread a bunch of misinformation okay so it was added, obviously, to speed up play of, which is what you and I discussed about how long baseball is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here are the rules. The players have 30 seconds to resume play between batters. And then between pitches, pitchers have 15 seconds when no one is on base or 20 seconds if there is someone on base. So they can take either 15 or 20 seconds to throw their pitch, to prepare, get ready, Mm -hmm. spit, scratch your crotch, you know, all the things. Yeah, yeah. Toss the rosin bag. Exactly. Yeah. A pitcher has to pitch before the clock expires. So it's like a play clock in football. After the pitch, the clock restarts when the pitcher gets the ball back into his possession Mm -hmm. and the catcher and the batter are in the circle around home plate. So once everybody's kind of settled and everything's the clock restarts, batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher within eight seconds left on the clock. Oh, gotcha. So they can step out, do their practice swings. They can't step out. They They have to be in the the box. box. They have to be alert and paying attention within eight seconds. And batters can call time one time per plate appearance, which means they can step out one time while they're up to bat. None of this stepping out of the box after every single pitch. Correct. You have to pick. Yeah. If a pitcher fails to throw the pitch in time, the penalty is an automatic ball. Oh, okay. If the batter isn't ready in time, it's an automatic strike. 
There are clocks behind home base and out in the outfield so that the batter and the pitcher can both see how much time is left. Pitchers may only disengage from the pitching rubber twice per plate appearance. And those two um, approved disengagements are for a timeout or to attempt a throw-off pick to try and get an out. Right, because you can't be really still standing on the rubber and throw to first or second or wherever. Correct. After a pitcher has used his two disengagements, he can still attempt a pickoff, but it has to be successful. And if it is not successful, the runner gets to advance to the next base. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I might start watching baseball These are major changes. Yeah. All right. If a runner advances during a plate appearance, so if they get a hit and they get on base, uh, the limit of disengagements for the pitcher is reset. So someone gets on base, you can have your two disengagements. Okay. Okay. Um, Mound visits, injury timeouts, and offensive team timeouts are not considered disengagements. Okay? Okay. They also introduced larger bases this year. They are now 18 inches, whereas they used to be 15 inches. That was to improve safety and encourage more stolen bases. Oh, nice. So So that means there's less less distance distance between bases. Yes. But more space on the base to actually... Yes, tag up. Hit it. Mm -hmm. So home plate is now three inches closer to first base and third base. Mm -hmm. And the corner bases are four and a half inches closer to second base. Okay. All right. Yeah. So with the implementation of the pitching clock in the 2023 season, the average time of a nine inning game decreased from three hours, four minutes to two hours, 40 minutes. However, toward the end of the 2023 season, everyone got used to the new rules. Yeah. So game time started to increase again because everyone was finding their routine. And so game time increased in the later part of the season by seven minutes. Oh, that's Which not is, too bad. It's not a lot. but No. But because of that, because they saw that t- game time was starting to go up again, they're considering reducing the pitching clock time again for the 2024 season. So if you've got the 20 seconds that the pitcher has, if there are people on base, right? they're thinking about reducing that to 18 seconds. Well, you know, that's only two seconds. It shouldn't make that big of a difference. Well, they're counting the inches from bases, so I'm thinking inches and seconds apparently oh, yeah, are I super mean, important. It make it does make a difference, but it wouldn't be like I can't get ready between pitches. So I think just take two innings off, make it a seven inning yeah. game. Yeah. Stop donking around with all these little a second here, a second there, and make the bases bigger. Just yeah. take two innings off. Yeah. And so I asked Sean what he thought about it, and he said, "Well." It's called America's Pastime, not America's Hurry the Hell Up. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a point. My sources were AP News, MLB.com, ESPN.com, and Sean Birch. (laughs) Does he still watch baseball? Mm -mm. No. My next search is Disorder Resulting in Wide Open Crazy Eyes (laughs) slash Runaway Bride. (laughs) I'm going to be interested to see how Runaway Bride ties in with this. Okay. It's not the movie. Oh, okay. Do you remember the Runaway Bride story from 2005, the news story? The actual story? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not going to say her name because this was 20-something years ago. Or almost 20 years ago. And I think she should, you know, just be allowed to get on with her life. She was young and did something really stupid. But anyway... Real quick, it was this pretty young white woman who went missing on her wedding day in April of 2005. And she later got in touch with family, claiming she'd been kidnapped and was being held against her will. And it all turned out to be a hoax staged by her. Oh, goodness. Because she had cold feet and just couldn't figure out how to call off her wedding. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't think I remember this. Jeez. Ugh. Yeah, that just is going to make things worse. And then it just got out of control and it snowballed. Well, the media coverage of the story was insane. Okay. It was insane. And at some point they just started running out of stuff to say. 
But instead of doing what normal people would do or what they should have done, which is just move on, Mm -hmm. they just kept harping on it and harping on it. And they started dissecting pictures of her and diagnosing her with all kinds of stuff in an effort to explain her actions. Oh, my word. That's messed up. It is messed up. So if you remember this story, anybody out there, all the pictures of her, she had even like her mugshot, she had really wide eyes. Wait, wait. Oh. she. I mean, her Sorry. eyes were super, super wide. And she looked a little bit like there was nobody home in okay. the pictures. I mean, her eyes were just like, like you could see all the white around her irises because mm-hmm. her eyes were so wide open. And Sanjay Gupta... Sorry, I love you, Sanjay, but at the time he was with CNN. I don't know if he still is or not. But his interpretation of her behavior was ridiculous. And he diagnosed her from a picture, just from her picture, as having Graves' disease, which is another name for hyperthyroidism, an overactive thyroid, based on her wide eyes in all of her pictures. (laughs) And it's true that an overactive thyroid can cause your eyes to bulge, because there's pressure. But there's no word on whether she was actually officially diagnosed ever with hyperthyroidism. And it's none of our business, so who cares? Yeah, no kidding. But here are some of the other symptoms of Graves' disease, if anybody is interested. Let's hear them. Graves' disease, it sounds so much worse than just hyperthyroidism. <laughs> Graves' disease. <laughs> Heat intolerance. Oh, no care. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's one box checked. (laughs) Tremor, palpitations, anxiety, weight loss despite a normal or increased appetite, increased frequency of bowel movements, shortness of breath. I don't have any of those other things. The actual eye symptoms, thyroid eye disease, occur in about 40% of people with Graves' disease, and it's treatable with medication and or surgery. Okay. Somehow this case came up in something I was looking at, and I don't remember. Okay. And I started to think about that, and then I remembered all the just ridiculous speculation about what would cause her to do this. I'm like, what would cause her to do it? She just didn't want to marry this guy, and she didn't... I mean, who knows? Right. And, and she just was an idiot, yeah, she the just end. made a bad choice. The end. I mean, I do not remember that. Maybe I would if I... I shouldn't say she was an idiot. She made an idiotic choice, yes. like you said. And then, but whatever. Like, she went jogging one morning and never came home. And this was about the same time as, like, the Lacey Peterson thing. Oh, yeah. A bunch of other missing women who then were found later and had been murdered by their partners. Mm-hmm. So... I can see why it was like a a news story, but it just went on forever. My sources were Wikipedia, Ranker, UpToDate, Penn Medicine, Healthline, and the NHS. Oh, yes. All right. My next search is what is Clamato or Clamato? Yes. I was reading a book. I can't even remember what I was reading, but this came up and I was like, what is that? I, I'm imagining what I think it is, but please don't let it be that. Mm-hmm. But it is. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go with Clamato, because okay. I think that's how I would say it. That's how I've always said okay. it. So it's a briny drink. Oh, Just that's gross. right away. Yeah. Made of re- <laughs> oh, um. reconstituted tomato juice concentrate, mm. sugar, spices, Dried clam broth. Dried clam broth. Let's, could we not even use, like, fresh clam broth? And MSG. Good old MSG. Oh, yeah. That, that is a, a headache in a can. So let me... This is a caveat, or not a caveat, but let me put a little asterisk on this. This is a description of the packaged in a bottle clamato by Mott's. yes it's an actual brand it is a brand yeah but there is a a drink that's also called the clamato and i'm hoping that it has some better 
more fresh ingredients than this dried clam broth, MSG, and reconstituted tomato juice concentrate. So gross. Anyway, it's primarily a drink used for alcoholic beverages. Yes. And it's most popular in Canada and Mexico, less so in the United States. We're more of a Bloody Mary kind of group. Right. In Canada, the cocktail is called a Caesar. What do they mix it with? Vodka. Vodka. Okay. In Mexico, it's called... Oh, sorry, Mexico. <laughs> I guess it's it's either Michelada or Michelada. M-I-C-H-E-L-A-D-A. Michelada? 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 Hmm. They combine it with Mexican beer rather than vodka. In 2018, the New York Times reported that one-third of North America's supply of Clamato is consumed by Canadians. Listen. (laughs) This is a slow news day. (laughs) First first of all, yes. That is such a LeBron stat, as the Kelsey brothers would say. So useless. There's no telling how much is consumed in 2023. We'll just have to wait. Okay, are you ready? Oh, are you going to do a pronunciation? Yeah. Let's do it. Michelada. Yeah, Michelada. Okay. okay, good. My sources were the New York Times, a little bit of Wikipedia, and the kitchen.com. Interesting. That sounds like the... Na- now, I have never had a Bloody Mary. Oh my gosh, they're so good. I know that you like them a lot. I just can't get past the fact that there's tomato juice in it. I cannot stand tomato juice or V8s or anything like that. I love a good V8. I love V8. I just don't like it. I just love it. I wish I did because that would be a good source of my daily vitamins. No, it wouldn't. It's very (laughs) salty. I I was going to say I've heard it's very salty. There's a lot of sodium in it. It's not good for you. There's a low sodium version. I'm sure it's super tasty. Um, What's your next search? My last search is Doc Martin patient names. Yes. Why did you search that? I've been watching a ton of Doc Martin lately. I love that show. I've been binging it, really. Just rewatching it. There's well, not new episodes, is there? Season 10 is new to me. Season 10? Mm-hmm. But then... I went back to oh. season eight and I'm rewatching from season eight on because I barely remember those episodes. Wait a second. What season did. Oh, I don't want to. Listen, spoiler. there's no spoiling because this is probably years old. What season do you do you know when they had the baby? That was season either seven or six okay that's when i stopped watching because i assumed that was the last season i mm-hmm. was like oh they've wrapped it up nope oh my gosh for those who don't know and i pity you and you must rectify this yes immediately doc martin is a british television series starring martin clunes it's hilarious that we both talked about british television series uh-huh. today we love it but it's just, we're always on the same wavelength. It's so silly. Um, it stars Martin Clunes, and it's about a big city surgeon who's forced to retreat to a small town in Cornwall when he suddenly starts suffering from hemophobia and can't stand the sight of blood. He thinks it'll be a quiet practice where he can retreat and not be found out for his problem, but the townspeople are cuckoo and hilarious, and his superiority complex really complicates his relationship with his patients. Vasovagal syncope. Do you remember that? That was one of my searches from a long time ago where you faint. Oh, yes. From a trauma or maybe seeing blood. Correct. Vasovagal syncope. Syncope. Which Sean Hayes has. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's all coming back to me now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great show. It is such a good show. So many awesome characters. So funny. I laugh out loud every episode he's such a curmudgeon oh he's such a dick how <laughs> i mean there's no way around it. he is a dick they did such a good job of making such a jerk likable yes because you come to understand why he is the way he is he just has no social skills at all and he is such a dick to people he's so mean like every time every time he's in a consultation with a patient they'll start 
you know, you know how you do with your doctor. You, they ask you a question and you give way more information than they need. And you just start kind of rambling and he'll say, shut up, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> While he's listening to their hard work, stop talking. Oh, I'm going to rewatch the show. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. So I was watching last night and he was calling his next patient, which he always does very rudely. <laughs> Usually cutting off somebody else or telling somebody else to leave or saying, I'm done with you or whatever. And he'll just say, next patient. And he shouted out, Daryl Hannah. (laughs) And I burst out laughing. (laughs) And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I bet they do that all the time. I bet they sneak names like that into every single episode. So I looked it up. Okay. And sure enough. Here are some of the other funny patient names they've made the doctor and his receptionist say. Oh, awesome. I'm so excited. Now, these are usually patients that are just extras in the background. Mm-hmm. These are not the actual characters in the episode who they're trying to diagnose or that become, you know, characters in the story. Right. These are just patients that get called just in the waiting room. one-off. Mm-hmm. Wendy House. <laughs> Wendy House is another name for, like, playhouse, like a kid's playhouse in the backyard. Oh, like that kind of thing. It's called a Wendy house. Oh, in, I've never heard that. In the UK and Australia. Gotcha. They call them Wendy houses. Okay. Okay. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Anita Bush. <laughs> Some of these you have to really listen. Drew Peacock. Drew Peacock. <laughs> Jermaine Mann. He's Jermaine Mann. <laughs> Dan Gleeballs. Ben Twilly, Ben Twilly, Ben Twilly, Ben Twilly, Ben Twilly, (laughs) Daryl Hannah, Uh. Paul Mycock, Paul (laughs) Mycock. Oh, I I heard this one last night, too. Iona Castle. Oh, brother. (laughs) Noah Kant. (laughs) Gene Simmons. Pandemic. Jeez. Oh, K. Cole. K. Cole. K. Cole. Like cake hole. Cake. Oh, oh. K. Cole. Oh. Scott Chegg. Scott Chegg. Scott Chegg. Yep. Mm. And Robin Banks. <laughs> That would be the best job ever, just coming up with patient names. We need a good patient name. Oh, man. How about Ben Twilly? (laughs) Most of them were Willie jokes. Willie or dick jokes. Drew Peacock was the one that That made me laugh. That one's pretty good. Drew Peacock. Oh, gosh. That's it. Okay. My sources there were just, uh, or my source was Doc Martin Fandom Wiki. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love that show. All right, because I did not have five searches this week, I'm moving on to a little segment we call, But What About This One? What are we doing, But What About This One? We do a quick listing of our other searches from this past week that we either didn't have time to discuss or were just boring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Number one, Rice Krispie Treat Recipe. <laughs> Number two, Joe Burrow's Injury. Number three, when is Pat Sajak retiring? I mean, you announce your retirement and then you don't skedaddle. Let's yeah. move it on. Get the F out of here. I'm not, I don't watch uh, Wheel of Fortune, but I was clicking through last night and I was like, what is he doing on TV? Bye bye already. I guess people needed a chance to get used to the idea. Yes. I don't know. Number four, Sophie's Choice plotline. Number five, four men comedians on tour together. Number six, how to pronounce bromeliad. Hmm. It's a plant. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the blue collar comedy tour. Remember those guys? Oh, yeah. I was mixing up Lewis Black with Ron White. Hopper and I were talking about these guys because yes. she really likes Lewis Black. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, that guy, he was in, they, he was on tour. And then we were like, oh, no, no, that wasn't no, him. It was Ron dude. White. Yeah. 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 
Different angry dude. Different angry dude. Yeah. Yes. He's a drinking angry dude. Ron White is. Correct. <laughs> Louis Black just raves. Yes. Is that it? That's it. Okay. My what about this one list is, number one, how to cook couscous. Oh. Number two, Honda CRV Sport Hybrid 2023 Android Auto not working. <laughs> number three, public school's calendar. Number four, Band of Brothers Italian character. Couldn't think of his name. Oh, gosh, that's a Garnier. good show. Number five, the difference between truffles and bonbons. <gasps> And what did you discover? That bonbons have fruit in the middle. Oh. That's what the search that I yeah, right. saw had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And truffles are a chocolate shell with chocolate in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's flavored. Mm-hmm. 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 That's it. Yum. Do you have any listener shout outs? You know what? I don't have any this week. I went from a whole bunch last week to none this week. Well, I do. Yay! Because I had a birthday last week. And so I got... A lot of messages from people, Mm. private messages. Uh, Cooper Trooper was one of them. And she was laughing about us saying, my hair is wet. No, it's not. (laughs) It's a classic. (laughs) And I told her. (laughs) We said it again this week. I know. (laughs) I told her that so many of our inside jokes come from that period in our lives because we were just so silly. Yes. And so irreverent. And exhausted. And tired and happy. Yeah. Despite all of that. Yeah. Just ridiculous. And we were too dumb to know better. Um, so I told her that a lot of things that we say are with people like her in mind or the people from that time in our lives. Because that's when we said the most ridiculous things. <laughs> Some of the most ridiculous things happened. <laughs> yes. <sighs> for sure. So it was nice. She wished me a happy birthday. Aww. and. Hi, we Coop. had a little conversation. Cooper Trooper. And I have a Peyton list. Oh, is he listening to the episode? I don't know if he, I think he's lost interest in listening, but he likes participating. Man, didn't take long. But Caleb still listens. Hi, Caleb. And he actually, I have another shout out. He texted me this week and said, you and Kara keep me laughing at work. Aww. He listens while he works. That's nice. Yes. All right. Peyton's list this week. Mm-hmm. Flemish language, ghost train fire, tyranny meaning, New Guinea, Tom Hardy butthole lips. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) What made him search that? Uh, Well, I made him look that up verbatim. But... We were talking about who the new James Bond is going to be. Yes. And Tom Hardy was one of the names <gasps> in this list that we looked up. Oh, yes, yes, That Jackie yes, yes, looked yes, up. Yes, yes. So it wasn't on my search history because she looked it up. This, These are the conversations we have at dinner. And when she said Tom Hardy, I said, oh, butthole lips. And... <laughs> And she was like, what? And so she said, well, he doesn't have butthole lips in this picture. And I said to Peyton, exactly. I, said, I said, hey, search Tom Hardy butthole lips. And so he did. And we found some pictures where he most definitely had <laughs> butthole lips. Oh, my gosh. And then he said, man, if his lips were chapped in this picture, it definitely would look like butthole. You guys have such weird conversations. <laughs> Anyway, so weird. I said, this is going to be great when you send me your list this week because Tom Hardy butthole lips will be on here and Kara will be mad. Yeah, it always makes me mad. Mm. He's my boyfriend. What makes you happy, though? A lot of things make me happy. You know what makes me happy? When people rate and review us. (laughs) That makes me happy, too. And they tell their friends about us and they engage with us on social media. You know what really makes me happy? When they send us emails mm-hmm, and their mm-hmm, lists, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, getting those lists last week was so exciting to me. You know what? I called for lists last night. And I then saw it. I haven't looked to see if anybody... I commented because it was an excellent social media post. Oh, well, thank you. When I typed in what, just to get a screenshot, I was laughing so hard me at what came too. up. Me too. 
it was it was such a good screenshot to put on social media. I just I was really impressed with. I was really impressed with it. I, was, I had to comment. I was cracking up. I was like, "Yep, what is OnlyFans? It's going to follow us, of course, us. for the rest of yep. our lives." Yep, yep. And you know what? I'm not ashamed that I didn't know what that was. I am actually pretty proud of it. It's and you know what? All you people that make fun of us for not knowing what it was, it's gross. It's because you know what it was, yeah. and shame on you. It's nasty. I'm internet shaming you. Everybody contact us because it makes us happy. It really does. Yeah. It makes us super happy. It's just so fun and you to can, engage. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at, at DTHGals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and delete this history on Facebook. And delete this history podcast at gmail.com if you feel like emailing us. Which I would prefer. It'd be easier to keep track of oh, messages boy. that and, way. And we're just old and mm-hmm. email is preferable Mm -hmm. well you can sort (laughs) things that way and they won't get lost yes things get lost on social media and people are more verbose if they're emailing maybe that's why they don't email us they're just like i don't have time yeah i don't have time but you do have time yes it doesn't have to be any more than what you would put in a social media post slow down everybody kara yeah bria speaking of slowing down yeah i really need to take a minute Mm -hmm. stop Mm -hmm. collaborate and listen And go delete my history. Me too. All right. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is So Good by Orcas. Email us at delete this history podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DTH Gals. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Shitty attitude provided by privilege and entitlement.